First of all, don't tell me what to do. You fucking mark! We are in control now. Ding dong. Hello? Subhana Yes, Allah, as the rockets rain down, infidels, Hacker Hameen ignites the Iron Dome with new laser technology ready to protect the veterans of the Monday locker room as we war game the week ahead here at Hameen Media Group, channelattitude.com. It's time to put your pieces in play and slay all the headlines here. Hameen Media Group with the vet and Hacker Hameen. Rise and praise! <laughs> oh, yeah, man. What's good? What's good? I see the chat room live here at Ben Hameen YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash Hameen Media filling up already. And uh, glad to be back at it another week. I, I was off all week on what day it was. Uh, last week and even it feels like it today i was like is it sunday monday no football was yesterday i gotta get up and uh, make sure i get out there and get ready for the troops with the vet because we're gonna pt the shit out of them and uh <laughs> make you puke in the corner uh with all the headlines that are fit to be read man but uh i hope you had a good weekend uh, doing better than i did on ufc and football betting a lot more upsets it seemed like an easy pick week but uh there was a lot of strange finishes yesterday, so we'll see what strange finishes happen this week. I, I did get to record a SmackDown Live review uh, on Sunday with Stevie, which usually we do right now. Oh, after. I'm well aware. Yeah, <laughs> you're well aware. Why? Why is that? Because nice? we had to wait to start the show until you were done with the room. <laughs> oh, really? So I figured either you or Stevie again. must have had some business to take care of today. Yeah, so, well, we, we had it done, and he's like, instead of stressing on Monday, you just want to do it. So I apologize to the rest of the staff uh, doing the run-in there. I didn't I realize we couldn't have double rooms open uh, in StreamYard in the background there. So uh, it was, it was a... It was a very good uh, SmackDown in a lot of ways, so it was mm -hmm. nice to have something to review that was pretty positive. Still some punch-ups or different choices or why did they do this or why do they do it a certain way, but they seemed to really get over the hump on uh, whether or not to give LA Knight the, the true rub and shine because that's what that whole show was really set up to do. And you you watch it, Yvette, uh yes. to hang out with the SmackDown yes. guys. So yes, um, definitely would would love to to hear your opinion on it because let me just mm -hmm. put it out here with this is uh, and I say this on the review show with Stevie, you know, a zebra, or a tiger, or whatever analogy you want, can't change its stripes, right? And we get uh, from Kevin Nash and clips they put out from the Kevin Nash podcast about him and Triple H talking and Triple oh. H burying you know L.A. Night. Like, oh, okay. So I'm glad you brought this up because okay, okay. I was actually going to, this is like, this is the part where we put, we do something that the sheets won't do, which is put out a correction. Okay. Okay. In context of the episode of the podcast, which I'm sure you didn't listen to because you're way too busy. Just clipped. Yeah. I did. Okay. Kevin Nash, much like you and I do on these shows is a let's say a, a a master craftsman in deadpan yeah so he does a whole bit on this show where he's 
pretending as if he and Triple H are booking are LA Knight's career and and writing his thing is but the whole thing is just a rib. He's not really divulging information on his podcast. So when you All said right, let that, let me stop you there though, because at the end of the day, the most believable stuff is truth and comedy. So when you blur those lines, how much is it truth and how much is it is it fiction uh, master shit? Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's not <laughs> truth and con. Oh, I mean, I'm sure there's truth that they probably talked about it, but whatever was said on the show was probably nothing gotcha. to do with any of the stuff that two friends are just like, you don't always stooge off everything you talk about with the people here. <laughs> no, sometimes we get a little morsel, but uh, trust me, um, Kevin Nash is just joking around, but that's All the, right. that's the danger of, uh, you know those clickbait headlines yeah yeah because for the people that for the people that don't know if you on the smackdown review last week when you talked about it if you say that and they didn't hear it they're going to take your word for it and that's not good and then if they do know then you sound like you don't have credibility and that's not good so right well i appreciate you keeping me in check matt as always and doing all of the the field work as uh you know to, right. to to get the whole 360 degree picture and and uh and if it is out of kind well i mean it's a clip so that's what i'm listening to mm -hmm. uh put out by their own show uh but uh you know uh apologies to big sexy on that uh, <laughs> he, he does he does it a lot kevin nash yeah. loves deadpan like he'll yeah. take a oh, yeah. bit way way just like you say he'll commit and he'll go way overboard with the bit and then at the very end, he hits you with that punchline, and then you're like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" You know, but yeah. he loves and that's he, his comedic sense of right. And he rides the bit past the point where the edit is and keeps the bit going without you mm -hmm. then knowing, and then pops himself with his own little punchline. Yep. He calls back. He does callbacks. He does like call he'll keep the referencing the yeah. whole thing. So that's he's just a Kevin call. Nash thing. Now, you know, of course, I'm sure there was. You know, if he's calling Paul and. uh you know they're having conversations he's probably like what's up with this la night guy and he's probably yeah, yeah. Wait, blah 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 but, but he's not gonna go and then run tell uh because triple h doesn't want these marks reporting on stuff any more than you and i do so or he's not gonna they, give the real story using that they use that pipeline to put that out there just like punk does with Cornette and did with ftr that there is a little of that in there and uh you know i i appreciate you checking me on that with uh with you know, only the partial of it that I listened to that it was an ongoing thing because out of context, it does sound like, dude, they're talking and he's burying them. And then he's going to his podcast with it. And that's what those guys before podcasting were just famous for before they were office guys was being clicked up, taking some fucking gimmicks and figuring out how to fuck guys over. Right. And with what we had heard with LA Knight about he doesn't play backstage pot like that is right out of <laughs> click playbook 101 right so all is Johnny Publix up. with us this morning uh, <laughs> yeah anywhere? Johnny Publix in the house yeah I don't know he might be getting his coffee or taking the dogs for a walk yeah um but putting it all out in that context it does look and make sense now whether that one clip was or wasn't is what had me like, okay, are they really going to pull the trigger? Well, this SmackDown to bring it all the way back around was the show that got LA Knight to another level mm -hmm. that he hasn't been yet. And, and almost everything combined mm -hmm. to kick things off with Cena and then uh big dog comes out and then LA Knight. So that gives him 
that he's a bigger focus over both those guys psychologically just coming out third, right? And uh, because of her heightening and exploring, and it did get a great pop. So put them, putting them all together there really uh, just elevated him instantly and, and uh, mm-hmm. then to the main event and having guys that are the most over give him the rub. So that's why I was like, wow, now that Triple H is allegedly – been knighted uh had a creative <laughs> it's interesting that they made a choice to get that money and get this guy over or are they doing it to burn the candle out quickly and get to back to where they want there's there could be nefarious means even for good things happening you know and there might not be at all but that's the sick level of paranoia that every wrestler kind of has to deal with even when you're kicking ass and it's really clicking for you you have to say why and and if you don't you got blinders on you could get (laughs) sniped out of nowhere and walking into a trap you know yeah you know well you're you're very familiar with their mo of just like cutting (laughs) oh there he is yeah um yeah be careful what you ask for boys you just might get it um so yeah their their mo of not getting the max value out of anything even if even if it's a okay so maybe the office doesn't like you well just wring them dry and get everything you can out of it right sure. i mean and yeah. they just refuse to do that a lot of times so even if this is just a short-term deal um they can still get a lot out of it i don't think i don't think la knight's the guy i don't think he should be knighted to be the guy to knock off roman but it it's gonna be a great you know build up for anticipation much like the Sami Zayn thing was just like Sami Zayn wasn't the right guy to do it but he's right. the right guy to lose the question is who Boy, and this is the out. reason why it'll yeah this is the reason why it will it will give them some more time even if they are trying to burn the candle out too quick but they need to they need to at least let it burn a little while because there is nobody they've you know like what do we say every week they marginalized all their talents they they make everybody just seem like a little bit less than instead of doing a promoter's job mm-hmm. which is promoting you know get us to get us to try to win the the stuffed animal for our girlfriend that's what your right. job is you have to trick right. me into thinking that these guys are somebody instead you're convincing me through a lot of hard work money and tv time that they're not worth a fuck yeah. Like you open the show with two Bailey clips. What's Bailey doing? <laughs> you you tell me this is the best yeah. use of a Bailey that we've got. So well, that, ju- that just as an over. example, <laughs> so that, that booty's over. But uh, you know what else? That with Nick Aldis and Kevin Owens coming over to the SmackDown brand, like what they did well was the pacing and the switching in and out of scenes. It really mm-hmm. kept the show going and big heighten and explore moves with a thread in and out and Jade Cargill showing up to face mm-hmm. off with Charlotte. These were all like great little moments that were it's second city. They call them a blackout scene. Usually they're 30 seconds and hit, hit the stick to landing and then go to commercial or edit and go to the next scene. So uh, I thought they're, they're really the show structure, the formless form of switching in and out and gear shifts really worked well. And it was uh, at least enjoyable to, to watch and had a good time at the uh, twitch.tv slash Hami media smackdown live self-help group. group. Having a good time, man. But uh, yeah, great. What about the, uh, what about the, um, cause I noticed there was a, 
there was a sort of a i don't know what you would call it there's a little snap there's a little there was a little uh a crispness to the to the dialogue and the backstage things you know uh it seemed yeah. like it was just a little bit more lively yeah. and less wwe phony than it usually is in some cases maybe not every case but it, it just seemed a little bit more alive it seemed a little bit more in the moment it, it didn't seem like as badly scripted as they usually are with the yeah. wrestling cadence and the like they all that think, stuff. They did say coward. So McMahon's not gone completely yet. There was a coward in there. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, uh, I agree with you. It seemed like the smoothness of Pierce and, and, and the action that needed to take place, whether it was Lashley and Carlito, there was some bad verbiage in the, in that one too, where he goes, sure. looks like you bit off more than you could chew get it because he does apples yeah. <laughs> like you know yeah. like instead of going now that's cool that would have been stick the landing walk off but instead we got to get the fucking uh yeah. you know Schwarzenegger fucking lying in uh thanks to frank's pickle barrel ass first super sticker of the day just had to pay that vimeo bill oh, oh boy <laughs> there's a nice two i guess we're still monetized for now yeah we're monetized <laughs> for now so uh, appreciate that, man. You guys supporting the, everything we got going on here to pay and the bills. Oh, and how about life, how about that? Speaking speaking of uh, you know everybody's dialogue, how about that, Nick Aldis? You know, a nice yeah. little you know like the the I I did pop. I'm not gonna lie. I don't normally when I'm just by myself watching on my phone on my lunch break. I don't normally pop, but when he said, you know, I am a big fan of your dad. Yeah, of your dad. Yeah, that was good. Like that was that was all and Triple H on the show too. So all good segments and using Dominic's heat and giving him the rub by having him in there with that. So right. every every segment was not everyone, but a lot of them were designed really to how can we get max value? And I haven't seen that in a long time, you know? Mm -hmm. So now can they do it two, three, four weeks in a row? Uh, we'll see about yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'd like them to string together a hell of a run here, but, um, I'm not sure based on what we've seen in the past that they can. I also want to say a big shout out to K100, uh, Disco and Conan and Feeney for having me on this week, uh, on their Patreon. Great conspiracy horseman talk. And they were having, they wanted to have me on earlier about, uh, this is almost not even, I mean, it's not funny because people lost their lives in insane way, but directed energy weapons in Maui. And we're so far <laughs> beyond in the news cycle with insanity in the, on the planet, you know? But, uh, then yesterday I tagged them on a thing like the iron dome in, in Israel is now unleashing technology that wasn't slated to be, released for years so they have it but they're going to use it and it wasn't supposed to be so they even know what the future of tech is much but, much like la Knight's push yeah right but uh but it, it's iron dome with and it says directed energy weapon like directly because you know they disco and and conan love this shit too that that we do but then they're like well i mean why wouldn't they just use masses to start the i'm like they might have they might have had multiple different things and like didn't have the you know vegetation trim back from the electric by design possibly or why didn't alarms go off or why is it right over the area that <laughs> wants to be bought and you know all these types of things but then 
there there's been proof of directed energy weapons 5g's a directed energy weapon or was originally for crowd control to use that and then now here on the front <laughs> front page three days after we talked about it and they're like well i don't know you know too much i was like oh well here it is boys <laughs> so you don't uh, I, I don't try and chastise any legends who are giving me the rub at the same time they they respect my opinion and that's why they had me on but uh, great feedback uh, always a good time with them. And I think Feeney will probably come over here soon and, and uh, maybe do, uh, maybe we'll shoot for next Monday for a three-man booth from the Monday locker room. I'm not sure what his mornings look like, but uh, definitely would like to repay the favor and always have a good time talking to Joe, one of the great super producers out there who's bringing you guys all the clips, everything that, you know, well, him and uh, what's the Scottish, a Husey, right? Like he helps with yeah. their YouTube too. So all those guys working their ass off to, put out of context clips out there so I can look like an asshole talking about the wrong thing. One of these days, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna get those YouTube subscribers up and he's gonna get Conan to make that mini cameo. He's gonna, on one what day. is it, uh, suck my flow or whatever the show is there. Yeah. He, he probably won't be on that, but <laughs> probably on Husey. Hello. Oh, okay. But yeah. Um, yeah, a lot, man, but, uh, a good time making the rounds. And then even tomorrow I'm doing a show with, youngster uh i like to i mean the, i looked the kid up and he was sitting in a a professional sound booth at a radio station so i don't want to say he's a kid who i don't know where he is but he just reached out and i usually don't have much time to do uh <laughs> anything else these days but uh made a window for him to, to you know do an interview with somebody i'm, I'm not really familiar with because that stuff has been paid forward to me you know i don't put myself on the level of a billionaire uh eccentric like uh john mcafee but uh when i got that interview i was pumped you know what i mean and that made mm -hmm. me feel like i could get another one and get another one so i like to try and uh, whenever i can uh pay that forward a little bit so looking forward to, to doing some off stuff this week but it'll all be posted in the hameen media discussion so do you know Keep who that guy is, or or do you would you rather not say yet? Uh, do I know who he is? Well, I mean the the name, um, perhaps. Yeah, let me look up. I, don't, I mean the name of the show. I really I'm not a hundred percent sure on uh, Stanley Carr is the is the dude's name. So, but I think he's out of uh, Kentucky in in Louisville area. So, but uh, I'm not sure what radio station or what have you uh, he's with. But uh, also big shout to Kaz with uh, just another awesome weekend of HMG clips getting shared uh, and doing big numbers, especially when it comes to the uh, OVW stuff. Had a hell of a fun time watching uh, Haley J and her mom, uh, Hollywood Haley J on uh, with Russo and, and Jeff and Al and just <laughs> Russo and Al uh, going back and forth with the, the way they are, man, from – uh old school odd couple banter is is excellent i mean so worth the watch not just for to support ovw but uh great stuff and mahabali shira sharing some stuff and mr pectacular i think both those guys will be coming to to that show soon and uh also even saw of uh, uh i forget what he goes on i call him his name's frank tash i believe so stooge him off uh, but uh in the chat who is always an HMG faithful. He was at uh, Comic Con with Al and uh, Danny Basham, and wearing the Ben Frack and Hameen shirt, getting all kinds of mm. heat over there. So uh, I saw everything this weekend. Appreciate you guys with all the interactivity, all the retweets, all the shares, and numbers just keep going up, up, and up when it comes to that engagement. And uh, that's all because of the Hamenians out there 
hooking it up, man. And I appreciate every one of you guys and all the weekend hosts and everybody uh, getting together as well. And uh, the Wednesday locker room, let's give them a shout, man. Uh, absolutely They're still back. keeping it going. Their back, Strangler Striz is uh, doing his thing with uh, get your shouts in. So follow at Strangler Steve, and he's always got a call to action for your favorite whatever opinion polls and uh respond with a picture or gif and get a, get yourself a shout out on the wednesday locker room with billy ray valentine colin weissong and strangler steve king so uh yeah man that's how we're kicking it off this week uh that uh, i mean i've tried not to get too war-torn you know with what's going on uh with israel and uh, hamas and hezbollah and you know, more and more amping up, amping up, amping up as uh, the world turns. I spread like germs, you know, so. Uh, you ready for headlines? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about the big one, you know what I mean? Right out of the gates. Uh, more details on why Vince McMahon uh, backed away from WWE creative reportedly revealed uh, roles of uh, VCAM and Triple Game uh, in the creative department appear to have changed while the latter has been in charge of these duties for quite some time. McMahon's known for having a very hands-on approach. Oh, get me an NDA. When it comes to the company's television product, however, a report for uh, Sports Illustrated uh, states that Levesque is in charge of the WWE merging with uh, UFC to form the TKO holdings uh, group uh, group, uh, the completion of the Endeavor sale. Uh, according to the report, Ari Emanuel, the CEO of Endeavor, is behind the change and believes that everyone in the company should focus on the jobs they've been assigned. Um, I'm the executive titty toucher. No, McMahon is uh, currently on uh, executive chairman, uh, on as executive chairman. His main focus is now oversee the media rights negotiations. As WWE's chief content officer, however, it's Levesque's role to spearhead the creative direction of Raw and SmackDown. What's more, McMahon is said to have an ironclad contract that protects him financially. However, there doesn't appear to be any clauses in that agreement that give him license to run the company as however he sees fit. Emmanuel has the final say over all matters. Previously, it was reported that McMahon was involved in WWE creative prior to his spinal injury, which led him led it, uh to him making several changes to the shows. That being said, it's believed that he stepped away from the role willingly to allow Triple H to steer the ship in that department. As of this writing, McMahon is under investigation by the federal government, presumably regard to the hush money payments he made to several women in the past. The outcome of that case remains to be seen. I don't understand why the government would be involved with hush money payments. Uh, I'm sure there's some legality of the funds that it came from that they think there's a uh, gotcha. I think there's something bigger he's being investigated for and that the sheets got this wrong, whether it's old SEC stock cash ins or the fact that he's getting $9.3 They're going to look for any way possible to get theirs, <laughs> you know, uh, $300 million or whatever they want, you know. Uh, I, I think there's something or they're trying to zap the war chest of uh, Donald Trump because McMahon would back him with nine point three billion dollars. You could nobody can compete with that kind of money to to buy an election right now, except for, you know, foreign state, I guess, <laughs> um, or blackmail could get it done. So really, this is allegedly Ari. But at the end of the day, is this 
Triple H and Tony Khan getting to Ari and being like, we got skeletons in the closet, put us in charge before they tear all this down. And we've seen TKO stock since it opened, I believe around 89. Yesterday it was at its lowest at $77. And they cited the uh, PFL professional fight league uh, being announced for Saudi. But then I've also heard that, UFC is going to Saudi. So some strange stuff where back in the past, it was alleged that Ari didn't want to do business with the Saudis, you know, and we're that takes it to the Israel, <laughs> you know, Hamas uh, shit right there where it's Arab Jew conflict. And at the same time, Ben Solomon trying to put this 2040 plan together for a new, new world order of his own. Will he bring in UFC to smooth that over? Or right now, that could be a, a hot political move for him to do that. And for him to not bring them over also is a hot political move. So you're kind of damned if you do or if you don't at this point. But I think it's a good move because that's what's going to unify people. If we're all pissed off, then let's do a whole UFC <laughs> Jews versus Arabs pay-per-view, Muslims versus Jews pay-per-view, right? Like let let's get it out if we're going to have this level of uh you know the coliseum in modern day and you don't want to do it for whatever money reason that's where wrestling and ufc can kind of heal the world and i've said this there's four things that go across all boundaries hip hop wrestling weed and porn and fucking <laughs> you bring those two uh you know uh, every every corner of the earth Men are going to be men, 18 to 49, and they're going to be into it, man. And then we find common ground, and hopefully we can turn down some of the violence that's in the streets or fucking raining down from directed energy weapons and missile domes and all that shit, right? It's a strange place for them to be in right now, but it seems like Ari is the one. But would he know enough to fucking sideline McMahon like that? To, to like after putting him over with flywheel and synergy and fucking now you got game and con uh, and cons on the board games not even i don't think triple h is even on the board of directors right so so maybe he's getting worked and i don't think ari emmanuel is stupid by any means but he's also now <laughs> shoulder to shoulder with the ice man and the game that's a that's an interesting spot to be in yeah well First, first thing, I just have to laugh when I hear somebody's article, uh, the phrase ironclad when referring to a contract, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's definitely, that's definitely like McMahon language, you know, like for all the people yeah. that have listened throughout the years and hear, you know, phrases like, you know, uh, uh, what's the, what's the one, um, that they always say on commentary medical facility or yeah, this is you know, the, you think it was an unsanctioned contract unsanctioned like, <laughs> iron like these are every time you every time you hear these words you're just like you just roll your eyes like that's a vince mcmahon <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. so like either the person writing this is mocking vince, him do you think vince is stooging to the sheets like vince wrote this whole thing yeah and he, he wants to yeah he wanted to it. make sure everyone knows his contract is ironclad make sure they use that word <laughs> uh so that that's just funny right there um that's great but uh as far as the other thing i mean it wouldn't take much uh for Ari emmanuel let's say 
let's say Ari's completely divorced of anything to do with wrestling or whatever, and he's just concentrating on his business and everything. The amount of time he's spent probably personally with Vince since the merger, based on just the few public appearances that we as the public have seen of Vince McMahon, is enough for him to know that this man is unfit for anything and just needs to be sidelined. He doesn't need right. Nick Khan or Triple H, who's just a fucking wrestler at the end of the day. I'm not saying he's he's not a smart one, and I'm not saying he didn't do what he needed to do to cement his place in 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 history. But at the end of the day, he's a fucking wrestler. So yeah, but really to go from like that—that's not a be- a, a small point to gloss over. And you went from your dad taking you to arenas to go see WWF shows to killer Kowalski trained to work in the shit route of the Indies through WCW Mm -hmm. through your first shit gimmick only to politic up to fucking the top guys use all that to get to be the fucking main event of all time hook up with the boss's daughter behind your girlfriend's back and then fucking parlay that into a marriage into top guy I don't think there's ever been anybody even close from that like started like everybody from the bottom now we hear like that that's pretty much the greatest ascension of all time right well ben he's only got one daughter so (laughs) um but but yeah i'm not not to minimize all that but i'm i'm just saying you know when you put your mind to it you can accomplish anything even if you are just a wrestler so you know big big deal for big deal for him but he's not even necessary in all this ari wouldn't need to be coached up by Triple H and and Nick and every anybody else to see that this guy just needs to like as you would I, I believe it's your phrase is to you know go in a corner and eat your pudding or whatever it was that you say like <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. this is what we're seeing we're seeing you know go eat your fucking pudding in real time here and it, 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 it may be a somewhat ignominious me. end to such a influential mm-hmm. cultural figure write but... that down ignoramus whatever he said i don't know <laughs> yeah, whatever he said yeah <laughs> don't worry no one in that writer's room could spell it uh so so basically yeah i think i think that's basically what we're seeing um it doesn't take a genius doesn't take a rocket scientist uh doesn't take a iron dome scientist or whatever just just you can see that this guy is like he's lost it he's time to put him out to pasture if he refuses to leave we will remove him um yeah i think that's it's as simple as that um now the specifics of it and who's going about it how we don't know but i think in general if you take the you know the bird's eye view of the situation and just look at the things that we've seen with our own eyes it's like yeah this guy's done he needs to be out of the public he needs to be as far removed from everything as possible and you know at least preserve whatever's yeah. left of his dignity not that he deserves it but that's just their thinking they're trying to protect ari him. needs to have uh, some consultants around him too to <gasps> a smarten him up that of who he's really dealing with on either side of him but also to look into the dark side of the crystal ball because be careful what you wish for being had a creative, you know, sure. You might have less restriction and, and more uh, power now without checks and balances, but that can lead to stress, sleepless nights. And this guy's already had heart problems and taken plenty of climate change to make his or- organs bigger, you know? And uh, what if something let's hope, hope not, but two to three years, a major heart attack, what have you. Right and he's knocked out of the game then you're left with a choice of like all right steph and shane and do i want to keep the mcmahon name or 
now I've marginalized everybody. We have this property and we're taking over because we've learned the business in that amount of time. We feel confident. And then that's where he puts in Sean or somebody that, you know, brings back taker or even stone, you know, somebody uh, who, who would want to captain that ship. That's going to be the right person for PR looks to get people to tune in under a new regime. Like that's highly possible and probable within the next three years. So even things that are happening now could result in a complete wipe of the McMahon hold on it. Cause it, even if let's say that something did happen to triple H where he has to step down for health reasons in the next three years, you're going to be at that crossroads of like, is it ours now? Or do we keep riding the McMahon name and bring in staff and Shane because then you're going to deal with the same old school fucking, not that you're not going to have to, but you're going to deal with a higher level of having a carny to, to get your business done. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the end of the day, he's had a creative that could yeah. be anybody that has been people. Um, it's not really necessary for him to do that. Uh, one good thing in triple H's favor is that, you know, despite, you know, all the, extracurricular things that he's done with his body yeah. uh most of those have not been um you know like he's stayed pretty drug and alcohol free so like he doesn't have that cocktail a lot of the guys that have ended up you know woke woke up dead in a hotel room over the years uh they were in that combination of one of one of the four you know steroids booze pills and coke and Triple H doesn't really do the other three. So as breakfast long as he... of champions, pal. Breakfast yeah. of champions. So he uh, he he can probably extend his extend his reign as as King of Kings for a little bit longer just because of that, hopefully. Um, but again, it's just creative. The most important thing for head of creative, as opposed to like a Vince McMahon, is the morale of the overall talent. Sure, yeah. the show could be shitty and boring, but as long as they're happy, like that's we can always fix we can always fix that uh the boring part but when everybody's miserable like even when the creative's good sometimes it can be sabotaged if nobody wants to play ball so it's uh it's good to have people feeling better on a day-to-day -day basis to show up for work yeah. and then we can address some of the areas in which and maybe this smackdown is an indication of it we just need I to hope get so. that's what i was thinking too Van instead like, of having a tug of war you know, it's it even even if Triple H puts out a shitty show, a shitty boring show, for example. I'm not saying he is, but just follow my example. So he puts out a shitty show. As long as it's consistently shitty, that's better than having this kind of shitty show that's shitty for these reasons, and this kind of shitty show that's right. shitty for these reasons. It's still shitty, but at least there's consistency that you can build upon right yeah, one, yeah. yeah and and it won't be so jarring when you go back and forth to like goofy toilet humor then to try to have like snarky pop culture references and then back to toilet humor <laughs> yeah. and outdated references and things back to it's 1950s like, cowboy movies and shit you're like what the right fuck, bro? are you right and he didn't even he probably didn't even watch those he probably just heard of them and tried to assume <laughs> yeah. what they were about right like you know Vince yeah. man doesn't have time for watching movies so I, he had to be, he had to have Scarface explained to him for fuck's sake. What the fuck does he know about anything? <laughs> Point. So uh, let me put this one by you because you are our veteran NXT reviewer as well as Impact and seemingly anywhere needed on the front lines here at HMG. But former WWE stars say they are sick of reading the same old boring scripts that go absolutely nowhere. 
The contracts of WWE tag team, the grizzled young veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake, have expired and they're now free agents. The duo published a promo video to social media and declared that they are proud professional wrestlers. In the video, Drake stated, uh, you've got soulless wrestlers with heartless gimmicks. And then you've got the death of creativity. We took a long uh, look around us and said, we said to ourselves, if this is the big life, then we're not looking to live it. We're sick of taking the safe option. We're sick of reading the same old boring scripts that go absolutely nowhere. So I'm not too familiar with the Grizzled Young Vets except for seeing a couple matches, um, and they're they're no longer there. But uh, kind of a shoot, bang, bang on kind of being handed the same old shit and then going, well, creative has nothing for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it's by design to test you or – making chicken uh, salad out of chicken shit or it's uh really that that it's the same old wash rinse repeat paint by numbers shit with nobody really thinking how to punch stuff up to a higher level and these guys are looking to do that now that being said good luck finding a place to do that because i don't see any other wrestling company doing high level stuff that's really getting anybody over that's standing out so um that could be just the work for the promo or it could be, you know, some truth in there as well. But to me, <laughs> if you're at NXT, you probably have, will never have more freedom to, to politic and pitch your own business and put your own spin on things and get something over or go into business for yourself. And then they're like, well, that's not what we did, what we wanted you to do. I mean, stick close to it, but put your own spin on it. And then you can show how it can get over and take something stale and make it fresh to, to show don't tell, but to walk away from NXT, hoping that you're going to have carte blanche creative freedom, unless you're really working with me at immortal <laughs> and maybe a couple other uh, top indie promoters, you're not going to have that level of uh, freedom or viewership. That's the thing. Who's going to see your shit. So we could probably do a whole show on this. So I'll try to just keep it brief with the history of these guys real quick. I'll give you a a sort of a rundown. They were there, James, what they were called James Drake and Zach Gibson at the launch of NXT UK, however many years ago that was. Okay. They were two singles guys. They came over with the sort of, they, they were, I think they were a little bit ahead of the, when they closed NXT UK down and eventually just sort of merged and sent a bunch of Europeans over to Florida. Well, wasn't that, that was mainly to, to kind of sucker punch world of sport, right? Cause they were going to start up as a national supposedly. You know, yeah. And, that that was, that was, top yeah, guys. that was, that was the narrative. And so whether that was true or not, eventually it didn't work out. So they just decided, all right, we're shuttering this. These guys came over, um, they became the they, they were a tag team they were the grizzled young veterans they were wrestlers who were wrestling and i guess uh when the 2.0 thing happened they started getting cartoony shit thrust upon them like for some reason they were uh they were like running around stealing people's shit or like pulling off small time cons like like ripping off an uber driver or something i don't know what the fuck they I, I I really don't remember what the stupid shit was that they were told to do. And then was the it like recent... workers going to work in real life and we're going to expose it? N- but... Not even, it was just bad. It was just bad sketch comedy. Okay. So, so then, um, you know, once, once the, once the 2.0 thing went away, they just became part of yet 
one of the many other cults in wrestling because in wrestling you always got to have a cult so yeah yeah this is a case of as you said creative had nothing for you this is a case of where creative has something for you every week but it's nothing <laughs> though the, they what would, they have they for would. you is nothing but you still are getting something it's just that there's nothing for these guys to do most of the time they just stand around and say one or two lines so i think for them what what their point is is they would rather just go work for some promotion and just have matches than to sit around all day, not have matches and read their one or two lines in a pre-tape each week, because right. you're just, you're basically just atrophy as a, as a performer, like a physical performer, uh, to do bullshit creative as a, you know, a verbal performer. Um, Zach Gibson was a guy that I see money on because he had he's one of the few guys that could probably get a genuine dominic reaction where they don't have to mess with the audio and the microphones and everything like that like they he people would hate that fucking guy um as a foreigner as a a guy that's a dick as a guy that's really good enough in the ring to get himself and anybody he's with over yeah the other guy james drake i didn't really see anything on no offense to the guy um so i felt he was more of an albatross but um yeah maybe that's all no there there's a lot of this just happens a lot in wrestling where the people in charge don't have the vision and they don't see the things that that i see or even you see when you look at guys and you're like oh I, you immediately your mind goes to 10 different places when you see something sure. with a guy and it's not you're not looking at what the wwe is giving them you're looking at what they could have or what you could give them or the potential there you're already seeing past the facade of where they're at in the company they're in um and it's these guys job to do that to find out what's what is this person who is this person and what can we do to monetize this person and they're just not getting it no so and you're talking about creative team members even at mm -hmm. that level not necessarily the guys themselves and and i agree with you fully in that uh you know whatever on air in in ring uh my character and i am one and the same and those lines are blurred but my bigger talent does lie in looking at a performer and being like you could do this 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 and this and when you're in the wrestling bubble sometimes you can't see that in yourself and I tell my students this, and I've said this a couple times this week about how you have to be the director, the stuntman, the performer, the lighting expert, the sound engineer, the director, the producer of your own vignettes. And you're never going to have a better time to do that than, than putting in the extra effort at NXT because you're not going to have that level of equipment production or ability to grab somebody and, and put them in your scene just to shoot some test footage like that is showing that you are hungry to get to the main roster above all and you're trying things to see what'll click because if something clicked for a minute and it's not and you're in the cult thing you should be able to recognize that and say i need to work on something that's going to take me to the main roster and get me there go ahead Matt, please. but you know this you know this as well um you always run the risk if you're not a certain person you always run the risk of when you have an idea and somebody giving you the old oh you think you're over like why should i do anything yeah. extra for you uh who are you to tell me that you need to do this this or you want to do this uh, yeah i'm sure a lot of people want to do it you know take a hike that's that could 
someone else could come up and say the exact same thing. And if it's like, if Tiffany Stratton says, I have an idea, they're like, oh yes, Miss Tiffany. Yes. What is your idea? Yeah, Tiffany yeah. Stratton, please bang me. And then the other, the other guy, you know, Zach Gibson, cause I was like, you know, I have an idea mate. And they're like, fuck off. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's just, yeah. I don't, I'm yeah. too busy to help you with your extra, and, you know, but, but that's part of the level of politics that you have to get used to be able to play and figure out how to unlock that. Right. If you don't got tits and ass and, best intentions and using it and you're going to do something then you need to figure out how to shoot some test footage on your own get the pebble in the pond that everybody wants to hear the rumor of a new character then you take it to somebody hat in hand please sir would you help me <laughs> and okay. or be like hey I, i'd love to get your opinion and eyes on this how can i punch this up and leave it with space for them to add their two cents. You got to know how to work this game and that's how it is. And yeah. the reality is of sure we want to be performers, have the spotlight at the WrestleMania main event and paycheck. But the fact of the guy who might not have money on him, forgive me, like uh, that you, you weren't trying to marginalize him, but he might grow to be your best producer and head of creative. If you give him this opportunity to create or he's fighting for it and really when you're inside the bubble as a wrestler you're not even seeing that that shit i could have a 20-year gig here as a fucking uh member of creative or uh, as a as an agent down the road uh because of the work i'm doing here and maybe i wasn't meant to be the in-ring superstar that's how i got here but my whole life could take a different trajectory i mean Brad Armstrong can probably outwork everybody <laughs> in the locker room, but you haven't seen Brad Armstrong on TV in 25 years. Right. But he's had a goddamn job as a top guy producer and, and, and production dude. So like the, there's sometimes where we're they're in the bubble and they can cloud their judgment fully on taking full advantage of, and then just passing the heat of like, and I'm sure they're tired of seeing the, some stupid, same old scripts. That could be the catalyst right there, unscripted on young vets. You know what I mean? So, like, so, like, so we're seeing that we're we're seeing that this is Joe Gacy that's got this cult gimmick, and that gimmick's already rent. They just broke up the gimmick anyway. We you mean Joe Gacy was terrified to face me in the Northeast. Yes, Indies. that same Joe Gacy. He's so <laughs> terrified that he broke up his entire cult and hasn't been seen since. So. And you he just he left Gacy. the rocks he left the rocks daughter in the dust like he's That's so scared how, like how could you use that meal ticket and just leave that aside but you know I I agree with everything you're saying of course you got to try I'm just trying to paint a picture because I know a lot of fans and even you know all the loyal HMG army like they hear about these these wrestlers and they they have to think well they must not have tried enough and I'm just here to say that some some guys don't try. And I don't know if the Grizzly Young veterans, how hard they tried or how hard they politicked or whatever. It seems like I am the just saying with FTR on the main roster. Yeah. Like this seems like the same, like I, we've heard this before. Obviously, I am. All I am saying is there is a certain point where it doesn't matter what you do or how much you do right. If they don't fucking want to do it with you, they just won't. So sometimes it's like that. I don't know if this is one of those cases, but it does happen. So if, if there was ever like a can't miss talent that you're just like, God, I don't know. Look, look, look how much cross has had to struggle, you know, like, yeah, we I know do. he's got it. So we, we, we aren't going to question anything that he's doing or trying to do, Yeah. but we know that somebody up there is like, eh, and that's a reality that I think of fa the fans just sometimes 
they forget because they just haven't seen that side of it personally themselves. You and I have both seen it directly, but other people just felt it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Great uh, segue though, as always the vet cross uh, says that uh, he and uh, Bray Wyatt were slated to work together at WrestleMania 39. We were supposed to work to uh, last WrestleMania 39. And no one knew that except for a collection of writers and people in the office. We were slated to do something. We would talk for hours about how we want to get into it. And we want to deliver creatively for people. We uh, thought we both needed to be, uh, we had ideas with Alexa bliss and Bo Dallas and Scarlett. Everything happened the way it did. He left a mark on anybody and everybody he ever met. It's just very strange the way everything played out. Beautiful and tragic. He was always an inspiration to me and showed everybody warmth. Uh, nice sentiment uh, from Cross on the Chris Van Vliet show. Um, yeah, man, uh, two guys with, you know, uh, an Academy Award level eye for production and uh, alternative views and understanding that the work can handle anything if you approach it with the right respect and, uh, and you know, still Cross has all that level of uh directing and we haven't seen him or scarlet or either of them used to full potential and i'm sure it would have been absolutely epic the promos and and pre-tapes between uh bray and cross um obviously bray's not here and i've heard they're even going to keep the uh keep it going to possibly bring Bo back in and do something. So maybe there's legs there. Uh, I'm sure it would take a big roadmap and rewrite and revision of what that's going to be. Um, is, isn't that the way to go? Should we let Bray's creative rest in peace or should we keep pushing it? It's an interesting choice to, to make, but I think, uh, Killer Cross can get over in a hundred different ways. I just don't think that creative can write up to where he is. And in fact, he needs to almost take what we just talked about and be like, look, man, I'm not trying to, how do you get carte blanche to produce everything you want to with your own director's eye using all WWE production without having to clear it with anybody. That's the political hurdle he needs to overcome. Not an easy one to do. However, if he's Triple H's guy and game's in control, maybe that's what they need. Him and Borash sit down and then go do us without wilt. You know what I mean? And uh, and add our two cents to make sure we're really making something that's high level and not a mailed-in version of what could be. Because then, then there's nothing worse and you go right stale and back to the bottom again. You know, he really has to. And, and even the fact that, you could stooge off that this is a carrying cross production, <laughs> you know, and, and, and label everything like that, that it's its own thing. And it stands alone that way. Like that, that would be uh, yeah. one of the, the few ways to really level it up, I guess. Well, I think the biggest, the, the, the true, besides that hurdle that you mentioned, another, uh, the reality is um, that a big hurdle that he has to face is when your creativity is not necessarily commensurate with your uh with what you do in front of the live audience then, okay, all right now, now i feel you're taking shots right at me vet <laughs> if the shoe fits wear it but i'm just talking about cross i know <laughs> I, i'm trying to i'm trying to diplomatically 
I'm I'm trying to find a way to diplomatically say, and then the bell rings. Yeah, right? yeah, he's 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 because he's been in this shit. His his in ring isn't ready for WWE main event, but his well, character is, and his look is right. So if you set the exp, this is a problem that Bray Wyatt also uh, faced because when you set the expectations so high, and then all you can do is have a pro wrestling match to pay it off, then it eventually the fans are gonna disconnect with it even if they like the character they're still gonna see you know like well they hype me up and then all i got was a match and so he's got to find a way to balance uh you got to take your creativity and take it only just so far so that it doesn't you know your reach doesn't exceed your grasp and then when you can get to a point because even if he was the best worker in the world is that is that as a, as a pro wrestling worker is that going to be up to the level of his creativity and and his his eye his director's no. eye and and his character study and all those things like this is always going to outshine because it, it's just two things so you have to find a way to balance it and be somehow be the guy in a professional wrestling sports setting that your character is in the vignette you you that you have to tone this down you have to bring this up and you have to you have to do this so that the fans will buy everything that you do then when you get a little bit more outrageous with it the fans already have your credibility in mind so they can go on those little extra long reaches for you with you yeah well i mean i guess the like uh even in the chat room they're you know talking as we're uh we were 46 we're 43 strong appreciate you mike martin says reality is they try to cross cross missing something he and his people don't vibe with him see i i i can see where you'd have that point of view based on the c-level creative they have i i just think this guy operates at a quentin tarantino level and you have to present it like that and you have to have the other characters that can do it and that's not wrong of like and then the bell rings and we quentin, need to quentin he's on a quentin tarantino level yeah and to that point of of mike's comment he, he was he was also presented as the gimp so fucking yeah. you got to overcome that on yeah, top of yeah. it like yeah. now now we're we you know you have to try to erase that this isn't the 80s dude this stuff lives forever now so that will always get brought up no matter what he does they're gonna be like hey remember this so remember the stupid mask God, right, damn right. that's you know these these ribs are great in the moment and they're only hurting your wallet but sorry go ahead no i think that's what we need to condition our audience to that it needs to be the director killer cross the director's cut right because they're they're already uh what's the woody harrelson movie that they're kind of modeled after natural born natural born killers right not bonnie clyde that's all i could think of or how do we do bonnie and clyde the right way with them you know like there's there's opportunities out there to tell the siren song the succubus storyline the medusa storyline the bonnie and clyde storyline the uh you know mr uh kill them all storyline really uh and and take him to a hollywood level based on letting them have carte blanche and get it over and really they what they have tried to do putting him with drew putting him with aj is the solution to and then the bell rings right because those guys can carry anybody so mm-hmm. it, but but we need to figure out how we're going to have them mix into that world and the characters we need them to be so i hope they get it right especially with triple h at the helm now maybe he'll have a reinvention and an opportunity i like what they did with nakamura 
So that's what gives me a little bit of hope, even though the, the, the payoffs <laughs> were all completely wrong. Yeah. And uh, Seth Rollins is called out by a WWE Hall of Famer for lack of selling broken back injured at 2023 fast lane uh bully ray uh criticized the segment for lack of rollins broken back injury on raw the next night he says these are the things that annoy me you lack the credibility you killed the credibility of the match and the believability of the back injury you killed everything shinsuke nakamura did do bumps off ladders going through tables falcons arrows through tables everything not even a limp no he came out in six inch stiletto platform heels and a bedazzled goddamn ski goggles and an Illuminati jacket in fucking, uh, where were they? It wasn't Tulsa. That was this week. It was even a more bum fuck town. Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See-through shirt. Like, you couldn't be any more out of touch. Like, any dad's going, son, when you grow up, I want you to have bedazzled fucking uh, ski goggles. Boy, make dad. <laughs> it would work great if he weren't being presented as a baby face. Yeah. Not even grabbing the shoulder. Come on. We all know WWE and Seth Rollins are smarter than that. I'm sick and tired of the lack of selling in this industry, whether it's selling in ring in the moment or selling afterwards. It's just uncalled for. This is not an old man screaming at the crowds. This is what's right. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, I couldn't agree more. And a couple of fans hit me up last week uh, about the Wardlow thing. When Wardlow stomped off after his match, Bubba and I saw the same shit of something ain't right here like that didn't seem part of the storyline that seemed shooty where they either told him to take it home or cut his time beforehand and kind of threw a little tantrum so uh you know veteran i in perspective i agree exactly what he's been saying in fact seth should not have won the match before that this was last man standing what was the one before that was the pay-per-view shinsuke should have beat him there for the title so both times after shinsuke whispers in his ears i know about your back and then we work heat on the back that's what should cause him the match and and the heat for our heel and the money is in the chase instead seth comes out (laughs) sing my song and fucking isn't selling that at all and then starts to do the I'm going to have to relinquish the title promo because I got to go get back surgery or what have you. And then he goes, just kidding. I'm going to be here for a long time, everybody. So Mm -hmm. we're, we're so bipolar with it and, and it's not getting over just so he can go, but I love it when you sing my song and jump the shark on that instead of having real stakes built in. And Russo has said this, he'll get his ass kicked. Then we cut to the back and it's a Becky Lynch promo. After they put over that they're married, so she don't give a fuck. Is she Jada Pinkett? <laughs> are they really? Are they really haven't been together for the last six years, and they just got a kid together? But she don't give a fuck about him and lies about him all the time, and he's really a closet case. Like what? What is going on with any of this? It makes no sense. And really, you did a good job with these pre-tapes, letting Shinsuke shine, doing Japanese with subtitles. It was able to get character out so much better. And and it was so well done in pre-tape. And then he loses both the match when the baby face is already coming in with a broken back. So you can't beat a guy with a broken back twice. Mm-hmm. Broke back one and two. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like really, really bad booking choices right. and decisions and, right there. And, Se- and, and Seth can't beat Cody with one arm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there's no last week. Yeah, there's no, there's no. Everything they're doing is wrong, and this is what I mean when I say it. You just laid all that out. Seth Rollins is not a babyface. Um, 
he wasn't supposed to be. The only reason they think he is is because people started ironically singing his song. And right. then they think that turns into, oh, well, he must be a babyface then, even mm -hmm. though it's just people having fun because the show's not entertaining, so they have to entertain themselves. Then that turns into now Seth Rollins is a babyface. Seth Rollins has been a heel ever since he started doing this stupid bullshit gimmick. Shinsuke Nakamura is not a heel. Everybody wants to like Shinsuke Nakamura. There's just yeah. something about the guy that they just want to like. And they've never presented him in a in a way that, you know, could fully, again, get max value, as you say, out of this guy and his presentation. He's got such a yeah. unique presentation, unique look, unique uh, mannerisms and charisma that just... It, it He doesn't have to speak for people to get with him or to vibe with him, as, as Mike said. You... you you want to like him and they just are like, well, he'll be a heel, you know, just, yeah. just th th everyone is miscast in their roles. Yep. And this, the thing that you're talking about with Becky is that's what I'm always talking about. When I say you have a chance to have a connected universe backstage where the show writes itself. Okay. Now you've done this. Now the, uh, the obvious thing is for Becky to now be distracted in whatever she's scheduled to do. Right. And now she's panicked because I've got a job to do, but my husband, and then, you know, now somebody else is barking at, you know, at my heels because I'm the champ or whatever, and they want a shot at me. So I got to deal with that. And they're like, Hey, uh, tough it's, luck it's about right your husband, but what about me? Yeah. It's right in the goddamn Bruce Lee story. Like he goes, fights yep. the dudes, they kick him in the back. He's fucking back yep. his shot. Right. It's all right there. And then you get to see his wife, Linda, uh, to nurse him back to health while they got the new baby. Like it's all right there. And uh, Frank Spicklebarrel ass, uh, super supporter. Appreciate the stickers earlier, buddy. But uh, oops, uh, that's not the one. But he asks, um, would you make uh, a talent for cross to fight that fits the character? Ben, we're talking about him, bro. You could either align or have him fight Shinsuke Nakamura. This is right out of Kill Bill, <laughs> the crazy 88. You know what I mean? Um, Scarlet can work and, and you could have, it doesn't need to be, uh, you know, the women's hero story that kill bill is, but that type of level of the Yakuza or put them on the same side and crosses a hired assassin. And we have like a board of directors of bad guys that are cool. They're all cool, but they're fucking end bosses in a video game. You know what I mean? You know, At the you end know of every who, level, you know, who cross is, like that I just realized as we were talking about him a few minutes ago in, in like, as far as who he's supposed to be in the ring, I don't think he would probably see this for himself, but I think once, I think once I say it, I think you will definitely understand cross is Chong Lee from blood sport. Absolutely. I don't disagree. The guy that's a stone cold killer, but just enough, like just enough showmanship to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Ice, ice cold, he, he, he gets but off charismatic. He gets off on the violence of it. Right. And he's doing whatever he's been doing up to this point. It's not quite there, but that's who he needs to be when he's in the ring with somebody. Yeah. He needs I, to be I that agree. guy that's just like helpless in his arms. And he's like, you yeah. know, that, that is kind of, he should basically, be, he it. should be like, he would be good to beat Seth in the way that Nakamura should have. And right. then as Seth is done, he picks him up and gives him another backbreaker after his back is already broken and is fucking pumped about it. Like Chong Lee, when he breaks the fucking mm -hmm. guy's leg and then out comes Becky and Scarlet cuts her off too. You know what yeah. I mean? And they leave them both laying. So yeah, but what do we know? We're just yeah, two fucking what the podcasting fuck guys. I don't know. And I don't really... Shut the fuck up, you idiot. 
Patriots. <laughs> I never watched um, a cowboy movie from the fifties. No, no, no. Um, somebody uh, that this is interesting to me. Uh, she says Lacey Evans shoots on her departure from WWE. Says I don't think this was for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a bit. It, quote. It wasn't a bit much as far as I couldn't do it. It was a bit much as far as I don't think this was for me. I lasted seven years in WWE. I invested and made a lot of money. I'm a business owner. I'm an investment properties. I really sunk a lot of good money into making sure I'm squared away. My priorities were my priorities in comparison to a lot of professional wrestlers are way different night and day. I think I was blessed to start with that business venture with a full-blown awesome husband and relationship. I've already had a baby. I was a business owner making six figures before I even joined. I took a pay cut to be able to try and use the platform to make a difference for my community. It was a lot in that regard because my priorities and idea in life was not running on red carpets and sniffing people's asses for opportunities. I'm not cut out for that, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> the reason I laugh so hard is yeah. because that's basically like the the way she lays that out is basically besides the the whole money and the husband thing that basically describes me why I'm sitting here right now. <laughs> like you could have just re replaced everything she said with with uh with with me saying it because yeah, well, i was I just like yep i don't think this is for me see ya <laughs> uh so i think you'd be a wonderful southern bell though that, i probably I, mean. I, I could probably pull it <laughs> off but she uh, was and it, it you know and if they had just stuck with that yeah they and just gave they, that they, the they, full mm -hmm. commitment and been like yep this is it this the rosie the riveter she does the woman's right and yep. she's a and she's a heel and that's it and we do that for however many years and then she can retire yeah all well, I'm, glad, I'm glad they didn't go all the way with it with the Southern Belvet because they probably would have put Big E in overalls and had him as a farmhand or something and done some bullshit that way, right? Uh, but I, I do agree completely with the women's right and the Rosie the Riveter and the Me Too movement. We missed on all that. And um, I've said this, and maybe I'll even email it to her because I'd hate to see her get future endeavor. She's been working hard uh, outside of the ring to improve her life. And that's what I like about this story to, of what she's really saying. Uh, Lacey Evans is saying, I'm not in the bubble. I'm a businesswoman. I was using this as my, and that's what Stevie and I have said a hundred times. So I appreciate that. But then at the same time here, look at my nipples on OnlyFans. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, does that the community help you're trying to improve? I don't know, but we need money and we're capitalizing and, and we're all carny workers. But, uh, I think, um, Nikki Cross, uh, with what she has in her new master's degrees in history and women's history, along with the Rosie the Riveter, them they could have really been an empowered women's uh, suffrage, like Susan B. Anthony. If she, what would they look like if those women were in the ring? You know what I mean? And what would they have to say uh, to in, in speaking out in Me Too movement? And and even uh, you could have mixed in or made the opposition uh, Chelsea Green with the Karen. We have highly educated women fighting for one thing and we have other women undermining the credibility of what we do, you know, in a stand, uh, strong sisterhood. So we're not taking what is a really our strengths of what's inside us and capitalizing on that to make um, what most people say, no one can write strong female characters. Well, they had the man, you know, put the man in there. Can you imagine that? And we could even tell a story that's as old as time that really doesn't get told in WWE, the Lysistrata, which is the men go off to war so much and leave the women alone at home with the kids. And they all get uh, pissed off with having to do all the men stuff while they go fight to flare their egos. When the men come back from war, 
the city gates are closed and nobody's getting any pussy. <laughs> all the women are on strike and they hold the men up. And now all the men that were fighting <laughs> are unified in a battle of the sexes. And we've got enough women in, in the locker room that are in relationships that everybody knows about that. Even if they're at odds, when it comes to whatever the little sub storyline is, the unification of the women could override that and could be led by a character like a Lacey Evans, like a, a Nikki Cross. But again, what the fuck do we know? I'm not playing at a high level, I guess. <laughs> no, in instead, we'll just keep Nikki Cross off of TV and then she'll just show up one week to do a job and then she'll yeah. be gone again. And because that, that's the best way to get somebody that's making six figures. Uh, yeah, man. As, as should, for a return on your investment. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and we're not playing to their strengths. And boy, wouldn't how much would those women believe those promos if you let them write them? You got a, she's got a goddamn master's degree in it. What are you going to tell her about it? Like, let her write, fill in the blanks. Just make a, a Mad Libs version of the promo and let her punch and punch up however she wants to. You know, yeah. Maybe they're just afraid that she'll sound like Shrek when she's saying it. <laughs> it's it's fine. Um, da, 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 da. but I I would love to see a battle of sexes that way. It's just how do you pay that off? Either everybody gets laid or they fist fight. So that's it. That's it. <laughs> Sounds like yeah, a hell of gonna... a pay per view to me, pal. I'm I'm in. Yeah. Um, Trish Stratus uh, comments on what was the best match of her career in her opinion. She would say Mickey James and her WrestleMania 22, the storylines, one of those things with the storylines, especially for women and just storylines in general in wrestling, they just don't go on and on. They just kind of start and stop and forget. Mickey and I are really proud of that. We had the storyline. We used to hashtag longest rivalry ever, but I think maybe Becky Lynch might have that now, actually. Um, yeah, that was a great match, no doubt, but I got to say, I think her cage match was the of this year probably oh, yeah. was the most impressive match not just because oh she's a returning legend no nah, dude that match was fucking great um i'm glad you know the mickey one sticks out in her mind and it is wrestling legend and lore but dude the, i i put the one she just had over as her best match of all time yeah um i agree <clears throat> I, I like that cage match i'm mm -hmm. sure though at the at the time for trish it was a thing of well here's my chance to make somebody now you think of, you know, somebody that was a fitness model, probably never thought they were going to get into wrestling or whatever, get brought yeah. into wrestling, barks like a dog, blah, 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 all this other stuff. God knows what kind of NDA she had to sign. But eventually she got to the point where even she was trusted to make somebody, Mickey James, who had already been a worker, you know, and it's, surely could, you know, no disrespect, work circles around Trish, even at that sure. time. But that being in that position to do that with her status um or her stratus nah, uh, that a boy good group okay. mind good group yeah. mind. um so so uh that was probably a huge deal a big wrestlemania featured match also you know uh mickey grabbed her by the pussy so she got the <laughs> donald trump action in there that's been right. deleted off of all your uh versions that you'll see now on peacock so don't go looking for it but yeah. it did happen we were there um so yeah that that was i can see why she holds that match in high regard because of her role and responsibility in it yeah to, to, to carry it off absolutely for sure um 
but man, they did put on a hell of a show there uh, this year. Uh, Thunder Rosa uh, comments on Jade Cargill making the jump to AEWWE says, uh, you have to give your friends uh, when you have when you have your friends, just promote your friends and be happy for what's happening to them. I want to give a shout out to Jade Cargill. She looks like a million dollars again. She's all in my feed, up in my feed. She's doing something else. And it's like, I mean, I don't know, man, like if I go to somewhere else, I want to be treated like that, like a superstar. So it's really cool to see that. And my blessings to her and can't wait to see her in the ring. I can't wait to see what they have in store for her, man. Uh, that seems a little like, hey, I'm ready to go, <laughs> yeah, too, right? Too long, yeah, the too long didn't read version is good idea. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I think I'll do that. I mean, uh, kind of rough year PR wise and, and backstage for the AEW women's division with the back for all divisions with punk and the bucks and all those guys, I guess. But like, you know, word that she took liberties and then didn't wait around and ran and hid in a locker room afterwards instead of saying, sorry, or thank you for the match. And then she's injured, but she's, it's not that injury. It's a different one. Or is it compounding or, uh, is she making shit up? Like a lot of these rumors are flying around. Uh, here's a, here's the truth. Everybody's working injured all the time. Everything hurts all the time. <laughs> so when it comes to like making up injuries, that's the last thing any wrestler needs to do, but she hasn't been back in AEW. There's definitely money on her, like Rey Mysterio toy money. You know what I mean? With the half makeup, oh, Dia yeah. de los Muertos uh, and, and uh, all that stuff, especially with, uh, immigration is a hot button and being bilingual to be able to do that. And LWO, wouldn't she be a perfect fit to come in and try and take Selena Vegas spot? And, you know, you can spin Vega out as a baby face and we can have Chonkla on a pole match or whatever they want to do. Um, you know, there, there's definitely WWE space for her, I think, to make money and get over because she is one of the better wrestlers that they had in AEW that would carry girls who are too green to better matches. She runs mission pro. So she knows promotion as well. Right. And, um, I don't know, man, like if, uh, the, the diva drama can be left behind and like the, I'm sure they'd give her a look, but at the same time, is that, rumors that Khan could put out there too damaging or does wwe really want to stick it to them and start taking all their top women they bring jade they get her you know soraya would jump back in a minute tony storm with the new character definitely could taya valkyrie <laughs> has all the skills to 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 come back and do what they need to and serena could come back at any time and take over as coach or be on on camera if they needed so there's moves being made here to really death by a thousand cuts on Tony Khan. If, if they wanted to. I think so. Um, and that's one thing that, uh, they do like to do. Um, they would almost rather spite someone else than to just yeah. do that with their own talent that they already have and have been paying for years. So if that's what it takes, then, you know, let's go with that. Um, but Thunder Rosa is definitely marketable. Um, she's like, uh, She's despite the fact that it seems like she's been around forever, she really hasn't. She's pretty, pretty relatively inexperienced in the business uh, when she got a national platform for the first time. Yeah. You know, so so she's been finding out a lot of stuff all at once. You know, in the past couple three years, 
And uh, some of it may have just been a little bit much than what she was prepared for at the time. Um, hopefully she can come out on the other side of that and make the money that uh, she should make because, you know, like you said, and like I thought, um, the WWE marketing machine with all the merchandising they can do. Yeah. Come on. You know, if nothing else, who who yeah. gives a shit about anything else? Who gives a shit if nope. she's the shits? Who gives a shit if she has a bad attitude? Make exactly. some make some fucking action figures and and sell the makeup kit and the yeah. you know all the capes and every you just half just, mask. It's all right there. Just, yeah. just half mask. You charge the same price, yeah. half the mask. <laughs> right? That's, that's like, exactly it. Save on materials. You just exactly. you just doubled your your uh, your Profit, profitability. Yeah, yeah, dude. What what do I know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I could, I could definitely see a place because she knew how to market herself. Now somebody has got to crack whip and make sure the rest of it is you step in line or whatever, but that, that was, uh, uh, a good, like, Hey, you go get it. Girl would love to be treated like that. As opposed to the mm -hmm. cattiness of the women's locker room there with Britt Baker going back and forth over Thunder Rosa. And then Tony storm cutting the promo on them when they were together as the mean girls about being interim champion and all that kind of shit, man. So, uh, you know, some things, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, after this week's phony ass boxing match, uh, Logan Paul defeated, uh, Dylan Danis, Get me anus, Danis, uh, and a Danis. Did you lose any up. money on that one? Or? No, I, I didn't. Uh, boxing fight Saturday with a, a fake uh, brawl at the end. Um, then Logan Paul called out uh, Rey Mysterio for a U.S. title match. Uh, I'm sure that'll happen at Crown Jewel because nothing says United States uh, pride more than going to Saudi Arabia. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Couldn't do it any other way. Yeah, man. So big phony ass fucking shit. And you hear the crowd kind of laugh when he calls out Ray is like, oh, we just watched a boxing match that we don't want to admit was phony. But now you're going to do phony stuff and ha ha on you like every one of these fucking Paul fights is the, the uh, total work. And when you've got a bench clearing brawl at the end to make your ESPN sports highlight more than anything that happened in the fight. We know it's fucking all bullshit. Does that mean Logan Paul doesn't train his ass off? No, he absolutely does. And like to watch those guys put the 10,000 hours in in private boxing lessons just to go from some Hollywood dicks trying to do a shock video or the bullshit he did from the uh, suicide forest in Japan to try and get clicks and got him on the map. Well, look where he's parlayed that into. And that's uh, your Illuminati 101 lesson for the day. Um, let's see here. Triple H is in full control, if I didn't mention that. Yeah. Oh, the, the big... Uh, the big fucking to-do, I guess, uh, is Tony Khan selling for uh, a lot of Twitter marks with 25 followers about, you know, just getting after him after a big fight Tuesday and they ended up losing 900,000 to 600,000. So 33% down under WWE and, you know, just, um, being the head of the company and what is your, uh, 
<laughs> locker room think of that this says how people in the wrestling industry are said to be acting to tony khan's social media activity uh alvarez said uh, i've heard tony needs to get off his phone and stop tweeting you know i heard that from well, not wwe well yeah from wwe too but also from aew there are all they are saying will someone get this guy's phone from him and then uh, Tricky Nick uh, Hausman of House Wrestling says, one source in WWE I spoke with described him as patulent, <laughs> while others felt it was uh, just a bad look. Uh, one source from CM Punk's camp responded by saying, this is the kind of stuff that makes him happy to be away from the company. Um, and But the Jaguars fucking smoked their competition, so Tony's up. Uh, it's, it, it is uh, embarrassingly bad. It's very herb abrams feel to it you know and and russo cut a big promo uh for him even though it's half entertainment and uh you know to to make a rib of some things but uh you got to put it down the the spotlight's constantly on you and that is a, a very <laughs> millennial helicopter parent child kind of thing to to be you know, when you might've had this as your vanity project and you want to hang out with wrestlers and be part of the biz briz. Well, you got to really understand the briz biz, which means no sell everything, <laughs> no sell. You cannot give these people inside the, the business, even uh, and let you see us see you sweat one time or make an ass of yourself. You're, you're should be putting all your faith in your talent to carry that ball because you're not a trained performer. You're not the one that should be out there scrumming it up and, and giving people hugs. This is a, a man's testosterone sport of kick the shit out of somebody and leave them laying in their own fucking blood shit and piss and stand over them triumphant. It turned into a meet and greet. <laughs> where the boss gets to meet his favorite stars who are working everybody. And that's not a good look. And then to now be going in DMS of fans with 26 followers. And that's like, that's not going to get screenshot. This to me, looks like chemical imbalance and uh, you need a handler, a, a big time handler. Uh, the phone addiction is way out of control. The inability to take, constructive criticism is a huge problem and even surrounding yourself with people who you claim to respect as supreme legends in this game and not deferring to them and and just being like i'm hands off you handle it please just run it by me and i'll and i just want to be in the loop not even give it the okay i just want to be in the loop <laughs> you know uh that's what really needs to happen because right now major embarrassment and then once you go to the Twitter verse with edge in the ring. And all there is is six rows deep opposite hard cam side. And the entire arena is, is Hameen tarped off. You got no room to be talking to anybody and, and you shouldn't even be lowering yourself. You are a TV uh, character. The TV character of Tony Soprano would never be going back and forth on Twitter with a fan who's watching questioning things. Um, it, it really is not a good look at all. And it's embarrassing, especially when you have a locker room full of people who practice the no sell lifestyle. Sure. You can see it. Sure. It can affect you, but you have to be able to take that in stride with a smile and be like, <laughs> brush your shoulders off. Right. And fucking keep going step by step. And also 
even be humble enough to go, you know what? This, this is about wrestling. And I feel like I'm too in the forefront of this. I'm personally taking a step back. I've got so much going on with my awesome Jacksonville Jaguars. And I trust my staff here. You can do it in a very baby face way, but we need to no more Tony Twitter thumbs, no more Don Stevens and no more poking the bear of triple H with bald asshole or NDA shots at Vince. I don't mind that Paul Heyman shit, our big boys kick ass or whatever, or taking those shots, do it in the ring on the TV show, not in the fucking gimmick, uh, troll Twitter verse where you're selling for stuff like that. If you're going to make those moves, they need to be calculated and strong, not spur of the moment, stupid gifts to poke the bear that way because now all they're going to do is stack shows against you to cut throats and they're going to use all the guys that want to jump back over like an ftr probably like an edge and christian probably like a tony storm whoever uh, uh, uh alistair black whose wife's there the stooge pipeline is way open you're not going to have any secrets war game secrets they're going to see you coming a mile away you know, so the best thing you can do is completely step back and let wrestlers fight that fight for you to try and stay afloat because there's just too much negative PR stuff that's going to sweep the leg, Johnny, on everybody. Deja vu, deja vu, deja vu. <laughs> I feel like I've heard all these things before. I feel like people have been telling Tony to put his phone down for four years. I feel like people have been lecturing him on how to run a company and would... Vince McMahon ever do this and you got to deal with this. And I just, at this point, I just don't think it's ever really going to change. So I just don't want to see, I mean, we're seeing dying days in numbers with this company, 200, 300,000 draw on Friday, Saturday, because yeah. of bad placement video game definitely didn't make money and never will. And now lost some of your top talent and you're trying to fill in with high price guys feels like wcw death of wcw 2.0 and this is what we're doing is going back and forth with fans man like I, I want this not just to be a success but dude that's cutting paydays in half in this industry like people are making money and setting a standard now and people want to schadenfreude and take pleasure in others min miseries and being like they're gonna go out of business ha ha fucking told you dude that's that's 200 150 200 people who now are, are out on the street in this biz and are competing for a WWE spot or taking indie paydays that <laughs> other brothers and sisters could get. And now we have less of a chance to really accomplish our dream of making it to a TV show. So the last thing I really want to do is see them go out of business. I want to see them write the ship and, and, and keep chugging along. Not like I want to see them kick the shit out of WWE. I just want viable companies that are paying people. Well, I guess my my bigger point is really just that whatever he tweets won't affect that that much. I mean, I don't know if anybody's not going to buy a ticket because Tony tweeted something. I think they're not going to buy a ticket because they don't care. Or they guys are going to jump to WWE that much quicker and not but show him loyalty because of that. I know, stuff. I know, but he's been like this, and we just keep seeing people jump over there. Like Ed just just came over there. It, but it's but like, isn't that part of the the dying days of WCW where Vince was like, "Yeah, 
I can't pay you that. Go go eat up some of their budget. Seven million? Well, Fuck, I was gonna give you two. Go get your money. Like yeah, you're spending he, them there to to punch holes. Yeah, in. but but no, but he also he also could have just retired. He didn't have to do this. He didn't have to be a part of this. People still are doing this, so it's gonna go on as long as I guess he wants to go on. If he ever gets bored with it, then the company will fold. If not, he'll just be playing to an empty house. Uh, as long as you know he can afford the rent on the buildings, that, or, that or part... rumor was that that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is going to sell out to the Cock Universal in the next two years. Now, won't that be interesting? Of like trying to go back and forth at each other, but you're both under the same NBC Universal umbrella. No, it won't be interesting. It'll be just as boring <laughs> as every other fucking thing that happens in the wrestling business. Be, I, I, I will say this because you know everything you said about Tony, I agree. Everything everybody says, you know, I agree. They give him too much of a hard time. And that's, this is where my, this is where my point is, is the only thing sadder than Tony Khan's tweets is people reporting on and discussing Tony Khan's tweets. I don't follow Tony Khan. The only reason I hear about this kind of stuff is because of all of you guys and all of this industry and the way they are with their, I'm just going to listen to a podcast and clip out of context so I can write a news story on my website. Yeah. You know, like that, that is what wrestling has become or wrestle zone or any of these mm -hmm. other, it's now become, here's what Arn Anderson said on a podcast. That's now a headline. <laughs> I'll so, show you motherfucker. <laughs> right. And so look what, look what Tony Khan tweeted. That's a headline. I have to learn about this shit from you guys. I have to learn about you, you, this shit from, you quote tweeting him responding to him uh just making cryptic comments about him like the people in my timeline that that are from either hmg or people that have followed me from here that are whatever or anybody else that i used to follow that wants to have a comment about it that's how i have to hear about this shit. i'm trying to stay out of it and i have to keep hearing about it like you're talking about him not having a life. He's got a life. He's got so much downtime that he's got to be in jets and limousines and other things to get from place to place. And what is he going to do while he's waiting to go where he needs to go? He's going to get on Twitter and he's going to do the shit that he does. Yeah. So that's I why he's doing way. it. That's why he's doing it. But why are you all doing it? Why are you all following Tony Khan and retweeting him? What's that? Oh, that's it looks like a. Who's he pointing to? Who's he pointing uh, to? It, it was uh, yesterday at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, coach. Yeah, he's not but tweeting I, right I just, then. I just like I just like uh, <laughs> hungover con. Yeah, guys, good win. It's a, uh, lights are real bright in there. So basically, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. If you guys would just cool out and stop caring, then I could not have to hear about it. And talk about it too. <laughs> the vet, the vet needs you guys. He needs your help. Yes. Call to action on that one. Yes. Uh, I just, I mean, there was so many of them over the weekend. It just was. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's good. That's going to be a morale killer in the locker room. People just whoosh, roll the eyes, you know, and on we go, but that uh, morale is dead. <laughs> it's, been, it's been kicked and beaten and it's, it's a, it's a horse and it's, it's dead. The flies <laughs> yeah. are buzzing. It's dead. There's it's no into the glue factory. Uh, yeah, uh, man. Uh, that was pretty much, uh, all the big ones. Oh, here's one. Here's the last one. Uh, but I don't believe it. I think it's all this information. People, uh, the sheets are saying that, uh, CM Punk, talks with wwe are dead right now but that could still change 
that they don't want him <laughs> back. When I, I think they're just trying to put cold water on it. So when he shows up in Chicago at Survivor Series, it seems like a big surprise where people didn't think he was there. You know what I mean? So imagine, imagine they do Survivor Series and he just doesn't show up. Yeah, how bad be, is that going to be for you guys? Bad. Even if you only bring him in. Even if you, even if the only way you bring him in is to be like, "Hey, look who's here, sitting in the crowd," <laughs> th that that could, you know, maybe stave off a potential riot. But like, with everybody just expecting them to do it, and then they don't do it, it's does that be... seem like WWE right now? It yeah. kind of seems like they're going in a direction where they want to just like really twist the knife at every opportunity. So they might just do it again to spite themselves. It could be. We'll, we'll see which way if that uh, old school heat gets in the way versus look at this giant fucking nuke we could touch off. Shouldn't we do it? Yeah. <laughs> you right. Know, that, really plus the fact that don't don't forget short memories, but don't forget he was already backstage when he was working for AEW and he said hi to Triple H. And I guess they yep. talked about a couple things and he smoothed things over with the Miz and it was Vince that kicked him out, but I guess Vince isn't in control of much anymore. So <laughs> all great points from the vet here, you guys. And that's what the Monday locker room is all about, dude. Uh, yeah. I feel like that. I smell a work in that story where I saw that like a bunch of it come out. They said, no, the talks are off talks are. Yeah. Okay. Sure. They are pal. <laughs> but the talk was on and hot here today man with uh about 50 in the chat room here live ben i mean youtube channel twitch.tv slash Hamin media appreciate you guys uh hanging out with us kicking your monday morning off and appreciate the vet for co-hosting as always man uh even though i sent him link last minute to, to do the runner in uh early on the east side here in the missile silo um that you got uh impact attack tonight right uh with let's go brandon that's what's going down tonight on hmg tonight and you guys are gonna want to be there because i've got some fun stuff to say about that show so even if you don't <laughs> check out impact normally um uh, we we uh run a pretty tight ship to try to get in and out so be entertaining on the way so we've got that That'll be at Hameen Media Group on YouTube if you want to watch live for free. Or uh, please subscribe, channelattitude.com, yes. five bucks a month. I mean, yes, then you can get all the impact attacks I've ever done. Oh, uh, right there, <laughs> right there for your for your uh, wrestling dollar. And then um, you were talking about uh, how about um, the wrestlers and Al Snow and Vince mm. and everything. And if you check out Wrestling with Rip Rogers, You'll be able to see an interview with Hollywood. Haley J's appears with Vaughn and Rip too. So that's awesome. a fun, I won't spoil any of the stuff they talked about, but let's just say there's a fun story about, uh, about Hollywood meeting Rip, uh, for the first time. So you're going to want to go to wrestling with Rip Rogers and check that interview out. Um, so there's that. And then of course, you know, stevie richards is just yeah yeah absolutely I, killing I, it. I, I told him i can't keep up with all his content he doesn't yeah. need to slow down for him he needs to slow down for me i can't watch all these videos like i, I, was, I, I played no the uh the the lock up the headlock and uh the bret hart front buckle and the the backbreaker last week at practice two videos each class and just uh, a master class breakdown for workers to look at it uh, that not just uh and non-workers as well to really you know go in with the telestrator and the absolute perfect uh fundamentals and i know he's doing some mr perfect stuff this week so i can't wait mm -hmm. to see all that either so yeah, on top of that he's still doing these he's 
testing out a total gym for you guys like first yeah. impressions of his total gym yeah. you know and uh you know if you want to check that out on his other channel the stevie richards fitness i see a lot of stevie richards fitness going on ben in the locker rooms in these pre-tapes you know i see yeah i see people just working those bands trying to get a pump before they got to go through the curtain you know can't be a can't be a coincidence not at all nothing is coincidental no nothing is by not. accident i mean everybody wants to look like him man especially uh birthday passing in his 50s fucking yeah i hope so uh but yeah all the crossover cafe de renee k100 uh big shout out to kenny bolin he's sending me his stuff too i just been so busy uh with everything going on cannabis wise i appreciate you guys uh, being so cool with the schedule and uh, hopefully maybe sign a lease today to, uh, to get to the next steps in the dispensary dream. So we just keep pushing the ball forward here, man. Uh, everybody who's uh, suffering and in, uh, in the middle of war torn, wherever the fuck, uh, keep your head down. And uh, if you're listening to us uh, for a phony wrestling show to, to escape whatever uh, is plaguing you, you know, mentally or the world coming down, we're glad you can escape with us here on the Monday Locker Room or at Hami Media Group, Russo uh, Brand Channel Attitude.com. I look forward to Master Shoot Theater having some laughs with Stevie and Vince again this week, you guys. But uh, y'all, uh, on behalf of the vet and hacker Hameen, you infidels just got $5 face slap to kick your morning off. Y'all. If you're not Caucasian, uh, then get vaccinated.